Hi, welcome to my podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Karg. I'm a clinical psychologist, and each episode of this podcast, I share mental health-related information with you in hopes that you'll gain some insight into your own behavior and also learn some new skills that I teach as part of this podcast that will improve your mental health. So thanks for tuning in. I'd like to talk about having a work-life balance and what that means and what you can do to establish and maintain a good work-life balance, okay? So the first thing that I want to talk about is what is meant by the term work-life balance. And basically that just means that you spend an appropriate time at work or working, if you're working from home, okay? Appropriate amount of time working and an appropriate time taking care of other things in your life. And not making it so that life takes up most of your time in such a way that with what little time you do have off, you're just exhausted. You just can't go anymore. You just ran yourself into the ditch working too much. So this is what I recommend to people that they do first. The first thing is to log all of the hours that you're working. And that includes email at 1130 at night on your phone. Okay, I want you to log all of the time during the week that you spend working. So I ask people to do that for a few weeks. And I want people to, A, recognize that they're probably working a lot more than they realize. When they look at the number of hours that they're actually working, most people are pretty surprised that they're working as much as they are. And then it starts to make sense that they're so depleted and on the brink, if not already burned out, right? For people who are high achievers, for people who have a high drive and are highly motivated to do a really good job, let's say somebody that has perfectionistic tendencies, let's say, uh, those individuals have probably one of the hardest times with work-life balance because so much of their feelings of self-worth are wrapped up in their jobs and what they're able to achieve, the promotions they get, the publications they get, those kinds of things. And uh, so much of their self-esteem and their identity is really builds around work and So individuals who do have a tendency to be overachievers sometimes don't feel so good about themselves and they kind of are doing, you know, living up to their potential, which is in their case might be working 90 hours a week between maybe graduate school and work and family and and all that is, it's hard to say how much time that person has actually spent doing things for the for other people during the week and not saving enough time. They wouldn't possibly have enough time to practice good self-care. So that's what we mean by work-life balance. 
So the first thing is to, again, to log the hours that they're working so that they can notice and really appreciate where, where they are in their journey with their work-life balance. So we start there. And then what I ask them to do is to record their mood that day on a scale of zero to 10 with zero being very depressed and 10 being on top of the world. Where was their mood today? And have them log any specific event that happened, but we can compare the person's mood, the person's sleep, and the things that happened to them that day. A lot of times those are going to be interrelated or how much they eat, things like that. So we can look at their some of their other behaviors to see just how stressed out they are. People who feel overwhelmed can respond in one of five ways if they're not careful, okay? So remember, fight, flight, freeze, collapse, and fawn. So fawning, let's use fawning, let's start there. So if somebody is very high achieving and their default trauma response or their default response to danger is to fawn, what do you think will happen to them if they work in a very high-pressure environment? Chances are that they're going to fall into people-pleaser mode and just say yes and just go with the flow and not say no and not make boundaries and to just work themselves work themselves to death practically, okay? Um, so that's one response. Um, the fight response is that maybe you would start getting into arguments and disagreements with people at work. Maybe you start having conflict there. You start having conflict more at home because you're stressed, right? Um, flight is you want to escape. You want to get away. You start engaging in like blotting out behaviors. You might develop a compulsive shopping habit or substance abuse issue or, um, you know, in your case, working compulsively, that would be another, <laughs> another way to escape from how bad that you feel. Some people actually do use work to numb out and to avoid how they feel. Um, but think about it like this. After a certain number of hours a day or a certain number of hours a week, you're going to reach what I call the upper limit of sanity for you. And what I mean by that is we all have a number of hours a week that we can work in order for us to not feel overwhelmed, start neglecting our health, other parts of our life, like our relationships with people start suffering. Maybe we're not doing as good of a job taking care of things at home, maybe taking care of our kids or our pets or our bills and things like that. If those things are suffering, that means that there is an issue and you don't have good work-life balance because you should be able to do both. So either the intensity of your job or the number of out and or the number of hours that you're working 
is exceeding the upper limit of sanity for you. So for some people, it's 10 hours a week. Some people, it's five hours a week, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50, okay? We all have different upper limits of sanity in terms of what we can take as a human being. And I don't care who you are. If you're working 90 hours a week, things are going to start falling apart. Things You're going to start having problems in your life. And, and that's what happens when you don't have good work-life balance. Remember, your number one priority is your health and your well-being. It's not work. It's not your family, it's not your kids, it's not your pets, it's not your friends, it's you. Your health and your well-being comes first. So when you think about the hours that you have in a week, I would invite you to block off periods of time for play, for moving, exercise for time with other people if that's important to you for just taking a zero day and doing nothing but maybe binge watching tv but i want you to understand that yes when you're doing nothing you're still being productive because you're you're recharging your battery and you'll do a much better job for those 40 hours you might work instead of working 70 hours a week. The quality of your work will be better, your mood will be better, your health will be better, your relationships will be better, you'll enjoy life more, you'll get to do more, you'll have time to stop and smell the roses as they say. But there's so much of this life to live outside of work. So if you find yourself feeling really burned out, meaning that when you're not working, you're exhausted, you hate, you dread going to work, you are just feeling um, depleted, depressed, and stressed out, and irritable and trouble sleeping and okay if you're having those symptoms of burnout it's time for you to take a hard look at your schedule and even if you have to maintain the work schedule let's say that you have multiple jobs i've always had multiple jobs i get it i understand that but let's say that you have multiple jobs and you know that the upper limit of sanity for you is 50 hours a week and after 50 hours a week, things start falling apart. You start having trouble sleeping. You start being irritable. You start having a really bad attitude at work. You Okay? So pay attention to how you respond to working above a certain amount. And then you'll know, okay, I need to keep my schedule around. Let's say if the upper limit of sanity for you is 50 hours a week, then you would really block off time after that for your self-care and putting yourself first, okay? Because again, you are your first priority and you can't put a price tag on your mental health. And even though you may not get promoted as much if you stick to 40 hours a week, Maybe that's what you need to do, or maybe you don't even want to work 40 hours a week. Maybe you want to work one hour a week. 
it's really just an individual choice. Um, but if you find yourself working way more than you need to, or that you, not that you can't work 90 hours a week, because you probably, if you're watching this video, maybe you have, but it's not that you can't, it's that you won't. It's a boundary. You refuse to work after X number of hours. And you have to make that boundary with yourself. First and foremost, the boundary is with you and what you're going to allow because you are in the driver's seat, okay? No one else can do this for you. You have to be the one that takes a stand says no, works on your pro your people pleasing, okay, and practice putting yourself, your health and your well-being first. Because without that, you're not going to be able to do anything in life. Your health is going to suffer, your relationships are going to suffer, your home is going to suffer your pets, your children, all of it is going to suffer if you don't get a hold of this. It is really important. Overworking is one of the, the causes a great number of deaths in the United States each day, I would say. Um, the stress that comes from work will kill you faster than substance abuse sometimes. I don't want you to underestimate the effects of stress and what and the effect that it has on you and just how much you're enjoying your life. So if you notice that you're feeling burned out by the symptoms that I described tonight, I would seek out help for that. I would maybe do as I recommend and look at your schedule, see how much you're working uh, and make better boundaries with yourself in terms of having time for yourself. And if you need to take a one day a week where you just lay in bed and take a zero day and do nothing, that is doing something for the most important part of your life, which is you. That is the most important thing in the world. So talk about being productive laying in bed and doing nothing when you haven't had a chance to do that in weeks is probably the best thing you could possibly do. So give yourself a break and know your limits. Remind yourself that you are whole and complete just as you are and you don't have anything to prove to anyone. You don't have to prove anything to your coworkers or your boss, or your family, or your partner, or your children. You don't have anything to prove to anyone. You are whole and complete just as you are. And that feeling comes from within. Thank goodness, that feeling that we have about ourselves comes from within, because remember, the two things that we have control over in life is what we focus our mind on and how we choose to respond to things. And thank goodness we have the ability to give ourselves what we need and to be able to ask for help if we need professional help getting through this and 
making boundaries, learning how to make boundaries with yourself, how to make boundaries with other people. If you need help, reach out to people. There's also been a lot of books written on overworking and the effects of that on your health and your and the, your sanity and the rest of your life. There's been books that have been written about it. I am actually writing a book about it right now myself, and I have a lot of personal and professional experience around this topic and would love to hear your experiences if you'd like to drop them in the comments below. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate your support. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day.